Hello. Hey, guys. Hi, hi. I know normally you're supposed to hear, but something has happened. Ooh, ooh, something happened. I am kind of stupid, and during a transfer of files, I somehow lost not only the Parenthood episode, but the Dawn of the Dead episode as well that was supposed to come after that. Which is a little sneak peek for people. I don't know if I should have said that, but I did. It's fine. It's okay. It's not okay. It's okay. So. Mistakes happen. Sometimes we do just really stupid things and we have to go back and re-record episodes. Yeah. So we are going to re-record those episodes still. We're not. Yes. We're not uh, keeping it. I don't know what the word is. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) That happens a lot. Anyway, so this is an intro explaining that there was, this was supposed to come out on December 12th. My birthday. This is No Doubt. No Tragic Kingdom. Yes. Uh, So there was a lot of birthday talk at the beginning that we've decided to cut out because. Fuck that shit. We'd rather, I'd rather give Michelle the proper birthday wishes on her birthday. In the birthday thing. Plus, she didn't like the intro anyway, so she wins again. <laughs> again? Sure, this time. I mean, I think I lost in this marriage. Yeah. You lose in the battle of me doing anything household-wise. And being able to transfer files correctly. <laughs> yes. So, with that being said, it will just cut into us pretty much starting talking about the... Album. Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. So, sorry. It's Bye. okay. You guys are okay without the beginning. Trust yeah, me. It's it doesn't fine. matter. It's fine. <laughs> it's, you're better off this way. Cool. Enjoy the episode, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi guys, uh, I am Michelle and that's Sam. I'm gonna take over so he can just not talk for a little bit. Please. <laughs> and uh, we reviewed an album that I chose. We both listened to different amounts of this album growing up, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. Um, you owned this. I did not own this. This was an album that my sister owned and I would listen to with her quite a bit and it was also just really popular it was on the radio this album dominated the airwaves in the mid 90s i had it because my mom bought it for me because she also i believe if i remember correctly enjoyed uh what's that fucking song don't called? speak don't speak yeah yeah i feel like that was just a mom song i feel like everyone's mom like my mom liked that song and she never would have liked anything else, by no doubt. And she probably also hated Gwen's voice. So, <laughs> And the way she looked for the devil. Oh, my goodness. So, Tragic Kingdom was released, by no doubt, on October 10th, 1995, uh, under the ska punk genre. If it was released in 1995, that means I'm considering it created during the 94 era. We're back in the 94. Well... 
that is actually correct because it says that this was recorded. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, this was recorded at ten different studios throughout California from March 1993 to October of 1995. So, I, so they were working on it up until the release. <clears throat> I'm sure they would have liked to release it in 1994. That it took them over two years, more than two and a half years, to record this in over ten different studios. That seems a bit excessive, but the album was a huge hit. It sold over 16 million copies, so you can argue that it was worth the time spent. Third Wave Ska. Third Wave? On the Trauma and Interscope label. Whatever that is. I don't know what that Whatever is either. Whatever that is. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I just had a cat rub on my ass. <laughs> I just felt a face on my ass, so I was... Whoa, there it is again. What were you going to say? I was going to say, so you didn't have this album, but your sister did. Correct. But did you listen to it? Yes. Did you steal it? No. But there are songs that that have just carried with me over time. There's one in particular that... uh, No, I'd say maybe two in particular that have been on playlists. Like up and like uh, till currently, t- yeah, till yeah. today, uh, up From until the 90s now, till today. So it's it's an album that I haven't listened to in its entirety. Uh, it sounded like ever really. There were some songs that I know. Well, I I know I had heard all of the tracks, but I definitely stopped after "Don't Speak," and I did. I was familiar with a, a track or two after that. But the last like few songs, I really dipped out on. I was not familiar with them at all. Mm-hmm. I have the exact same uh, history listening to it wise, except I'm thinking even worse. I think I only listened to maybe the first three songs and then skipped. To track 10 for Don't Speak. <laughs> I don't even know if I went to go listen to that. I think I just listened to the first three songs and it was done. Because your mother bought this for you and it wasn't something that you necessarily would have chosen yourself? I liked it because of spider webs. It's got that horn sound, which mm-hmm. I'll talk about once we listen to it. But The ska sound? That's what intrigued me. Yeah. It didn't. It intrigued my mom because of Don't Speak. Mm-hmm. And then I learned the guitar solo in there, which she enjoyed very much. And then Are guitar solos dumb? Is that why you made that sound? Guitar solos. Uh, You're stupid. I hate them. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because I don't know because it's it's a cheesy solo. Although it's played well, mm-hmm. it's still the whole song's cheesy. So to me, but we'll get into that. Like because the there's no factor. rape in this album. God, we didn't have to break up rape <laughs> on this podcast this time. I saw it in your eyes. And actually, the last two it wouldn't have rape brought up. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Okay. So see, there's been a little bit of time. It's okay, Sam. <laughs> and with other, let the record show it was Michelle this time, Your Honor. Yeah, me saying that there's nothing on this, but. The many albums from you in the future, and I assume horror movies. We had movies. this discussion. I'm holding back on as many happen. of that stuff as I can, as much as that stuff as I can. Which is going to be a lot of stuff. You're going to be reaching to try and find. 
I think I could do it. I think reasonable. I think it'll music, make me huh? get more creative in what my past was. It might make me think of areas I don't haven't necessarily remembered in a long time and mm-hmm. haven't heard in a long time, which will be neat. And even I might end up hating it. <laughs> like this. I mean, I was under the impression that you had listened to this much more than just a handful of songs. I was too. I was too. And when I listened to it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I This is pretty much the first time I've heard this album. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get on into it. Let's do it. And let's jump on in with the second single off of Tragic Kingdom. Right on into the aforementioned spider Am I allowed to ask what was first? The first single? Yeah. Is it Don't Speak? Um, no. It's Just a Girl. Oh, really? I wrote all of the singles down. Huh. Like, not, but I wrote like within each one what number it was. I didn't, I don't just have like a list. Yeah. So, Spiderweb's second single. Here we go. Here we go. That horn. Yeah. Brought me back. Like, as soon as that kicked in, I had a huge nostalgic throwback. That Skull sound? Yeah, just the beginning of this album. I was like, boom. Skull definitely blew up after No Doubt. I'm not saying that they invented it, but it definitely became more mainstream after No Doubt. I read that a lot more ska bands got signed because of this album's popularity around this time. So I'm giving Real Big Vicious entire career to No Doubt. I'm sure a lot of bands were inspired, or at least grateful, that the door was open for them. You yeah, You I had a memory of throwing some sort of foam or rubber ball at a wall in gym class in primary school with uh, Alex Davis. Oh. Us, but they were playing this song the, the on a radio. Player. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, kitty, you don't need to smell the microphone. I have a kitty cat on my lap. But anyway, and Alex and I sing the lyrics to this song as we're throwing a ball against the wall. I'll tell you, this very nostalgic parts of this album. I think this is a very strong opener for the album in general. I think so, too, for the entire scope of the album. Once you actually do hear the whole album, this is very good. And this song taught me what screening phone calls was. And this is something that... (laughs) The world does now because most people text and don't call, and we have, you know, some. We all have caller ID on our cell phones. Did you read about what this song was inspired by? Yeah, the Spider-Man comic books. Duh. Ah, okay. Well, we're good. It was inspired by Stan Lee. Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> I did forget how uh, vocal fry Gwen Stefani's voice is in this album. You're just staring at the cat. You're melting. You can't even talk about it. He's all over you. No, I just think it's so sweet. I was going to not sit here and just talk about the cat the whole time. I thought we could just make eye contact and understand (laughs) after being together for so long that I just thought that that was really sweet. But now we have to talk about an animal once again on the podcast. They take over. That cat has my fucking soul, so that's fine as well. 
Yeah, I think that this was a popular hit. People liked it. Huge hit, from what I remember. Yeah. A huge video, too. Yeah. She had a, a style that I wasn't used to seeing being a nine-year-old kid when it came out. Yes. So, I wasn't used she to seeing... She had a style that gave me a boner. <laughs> That's fine. Um... Yeah, it was just a, a, a whole different thing with No Doubt for me. I had not listened to punk music or anything. I, For me, growing up, it was a lot of soft rock. Either, like, classic softer rock, or... My, my mom really liked, like, Amy Grant, and she'd have it on VH1 and stuff like that, but also, like, country music and whatever. Yes, this is like a whole new, a whole new world. This was very different for me. Upbeat and like, it was a whole new. It's got new a reggae world. sound to it, so it's got like a an African culture behind it, mm-hmm. sort of. You know? Yeah. I'm. St- I gotta say it. Did you read why, what the song is about? Is no. A guy that was a uh, Colin Gwen Stefani. Colin late Gwen at night. Stefani. Yeah. And reading bad poetry to her. Because this was not their first album. No, this is their third album, yeah. right? It's the last with Gwen's brother, though. Even though he dropped out before the album was... Because he, he recorded it, but I was reading yeah. that she had to fight for him to be on the cover. And the band wasn't very happy about it, so I guess he's like in the background like looking yeah, he's away. The, yeah, he's the furthest one looking... Just a different direction than Just everybody. Because he recorded the keyboards. Yeah, but on I the mean, album. and he wrote the last song, the Tragic Kingdom song. They were, they were fighting with the band. I didn't know it was an argument with a band. I thought it was like an argument with him because he was over it. He didn't want to like do it anymore. I thought it was a. I don't. I just read it. No, weird. she just wanted him to be on the album cover and they weren't happy about the it. The band wasn't happy about it. Yeah. I thought he wasn't happy about it and they were all like, yeah, come on, man. And he was like, ah. No, she wanted huh. him to. Well, that's weird. They should want him on the album. I well, I don't know the history, so maybe they're, maybe the tension was with the other people, not could have been with his sister. I read that he didn't like touring and he didn't like the whole, you know, extra Scene. stuff. Mm-hmm. He just liked writing the songs. Yeah. And then by this album, he's like, you guys write most of these songs. That's why they're simpler. I read something that, like, we aren't the genius that he was. So these songs are simpler. And people said we sold out, which in reality, we're actually being more realistic to ourselves. So it's even further from selling out. Even though it sounds simpler and more pop-oriented, it's actually more to our sensibilities. It's in the past, it's been this guy that's been writing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's us, and it's like the first time Gwen got to write the bulk of the lyrics, and she's not just singing her brother's lyrics. Well, on the album cover... I did a lot of research on this one. It says, bought and sold out in USA. <laughs> so, I mean, they definitely yeah. right there acknowledged... Fuck you. Yeah. That's a big fuck you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I wrote, that's a fun song. I've always liked that song. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you played it for me today. I would like it. I probably would. Yeah. But I just have such nostalgic feelings. 
Ah! Oh my God! Your sweet moments with that cat always turn deadly. Oh, I was just petting him, and he sucked his claws right into my hand. It's because you've been uh, rocking back and forth and swaying him around and petting him, so he's getting uneasy with all of the movement <laughs> because he thought he was just going to climb on your lap and take a nap, but you can't uh, stay still. Nope. So, yeah. Anyway, I just got injured on radio. Or radio. I'm calling it radio. On the radio. Turn on that radio station. Play that podcast. <laughs> All right. We're going to go on to the next track, Excuse Me, Mister, which is the fourth single released. I didn't know this was a single. I didn't either. I just know it because it's in between Spiderwebs and Just a Girl. <laughs> Same here. So it wasn't really worth skipping over. And it's not a bad song. No, I... It's got that fast-paced punk mm-hmm. sound that I that I didn't know I really liked yet. Because I'm still under my mom's guise at yeah. this point. I'm not a music... I haven't made a choice. Yeah. You know, I haven't made my style. What's my thing? But for some reason, I do remember this song scratching an itch that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. Because it's... It's really upbeat. Yeah. And I'll take the time to say that the drums on this album sound fucking awesome the whole time. I love this sound. It's got that... I've always loved ska and punk drum Mm -hmm. sounds anyway. They always sound so good. It seems like it's a big focus on the sound to make sure that the percussion is tight. On any ska album I've ever been into, it is. It's a... To make sure that kick drum's thumping, it's tight though, and that snare is always so clean. Oh yeah, the I th- I think even the bass is louder than the guitar. Yeah, you can hear doo 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 doo. And I usually don't hear the bass too much. I think it's covered by everything else, but they really made the bass sounds and the percussion sounds big. Yeah. In this, they used them much louder, and I like it. It's much appreciated. This is the first real instance of Gwen doing a few things with her voice too. When which she's is fucking that, ridiculous. Which is doing that, which I cannot do. Oh, I like this little saloon part, too. I mean, that's... The guy that played that, that's her brother. He should be on the album. He can play that. <laughs> and this is the first song where she gets that, like, harshness to her voice. She's still just got, like, this baby doll voice that gets on my nose. Yeah, but I see... And I wrote this later, but I'll go ahead and say it. Um, where, wherever the fuck I can find it. It's about her singing. Like, I think her singing is awful, but it needs to be awful to work. So when she get, tries to be cutesy with it, or when she tries to kind of play with that baby dullness to it, or kind of how she is now, because now she's just a pop singer. Yeah, I don't know her voice well enough anymore. Well... I just so happened to listen to a new Christmas single that her and her boyfriend Blake, Sh- Blake Shelton oh my God, recorded. It's so cheesy. It's so just, and it just her voice sounds nothing like this. She does not use her voice the same at all. Huh. She's just like a pretty girl who's into fashion now. Well, I bet too. I bet. It, I bet She's she wasn't girl, singing guys. correctly at this point either. So going on a like a two year tour, I bet she was destroying herself. So then she realized, oh. When I do the baby girl, my voice doesn't get as wrecked. Yeah, I just like the... Like, I think in this instance, if you're going to go hard, 
and it's going to sound bad, then you need to take it all the way. Yeah. I I love hard and bad. You yeah. know I prefer it to be that way. Yeah. I like her voice in this song. I'm okay with hard, but I'd rather it not be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love hard and bad. It's how I live my life. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I when, enjoy that song quite a bit. When I say I don't like the baby doll consistency, it's just, it doesn't grate me as it's going on. But then when I think about it, I go, ah, you know, technically, I probably hate that tone. But when I'm listening to it, I don't think about it because it just sounds like no doubt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the most real part of her voice, though. Yeah. That yeah. isn't just trying to sound yeah. ska punk, punk ska, whatever. But I do love when she does that thing that I cannot do. Excuse me! I don't know. I didn't do it right. But I've been able to do it. I just haven't practiced a it before this and I'm you did it in the car the other day and it was perfect i promise everyone it was perfect uh, i'm sure i'll pull it out here I, but i said i was so excited that you could do it um so we are going to go on to the next track just a girl it is the first single released on september 21st 1995 wow. on sam's 10th birthday I was 10 years old by the way happy birthday michelle uh, <laughs> so yeah just a girl. Interesting. Here we go. Sam's just a girl, 10 years old. Should oh, be... you're fine. Yeah, I'm good. Now, I, my sister and I, for whatever reason, assume at the beginning of this, where she says that she's exposed, we, for whatever reason, was like, is she talking about having AIDS? We were convinced that she had AIDS. <laughs> How does that link to AIDS? That's weird. Pink ribbon. I'm exposed. I don't know. It just seemed like it was. I got turned down a bit. It didn't make sense. I was nine years old. Yeah, that's just funny that you leap to AIDS. I thought you were going to say she's naked. Well, I learned it from TLC. They really prepped me for. Oh, so you are listening to TLC by this point? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's the thing. I Because I definitely have always happily invited rhythm and blues and eventually hip-hop and stuff into my life, but also like rock stuff like that. I mean, for me, this was rock. <laughs> yeah, I agree. To this so, day, it's still rock. Well, okay. Well, I mean, just well, we have a much different yeah, yeah, level yeah. of what... I mean, there are a lot of people who be like, this is this is pop. And yeah, it's really poppy, but it's still rock and roll, I would say. Yeah, I'd say it's... I'd say it's still too heavy for some people that I even know today. It's nuts to me. This is so light. This is this is probably like the lightest that I would still consider something like rock and roll and like punky. Punk ska. It's definitely ska. Some songs are way more ska yeah. than others. Because people be like, people be like, well, the Misfits is punk, you know, blah blah blah. And it's like, did you remember what the Misfits sounds like sometimes? Uh -huh. It's going like. Whoa, whoa. Like, Very poppy. Yeah. For the people that paid attention, that was a newer Misfits song. My my apologies. <laughs> but still, it was, was still poppy. There's still like no effects and rancid and all that stuff. There's yeah. still pop in it. But then for some reason, they might just shit on a band because they're not popular. And I'm going to take a guess at half of them because it's a girl. Which this song is very appropriate at the time. It's very appropriate now. Yeah. It does have a good extra zing to it nowadays. 
Yeah, because women are trying to be like, we're tired of just being a girl. I agree with your message. Women take care of men. <laughs> Without women, I would be dead. I would have been dead like 15 years ago. <laughs> so I wouldn't have been just in the a picture. girl. Um, did you uh, look up what she wrote? I mean, obviously, what this song is about, but I read the exact example that happened, what like happened the to her. The reasoning behind why yeah. she wrote it, I am unaware. Her dad. She came home late from Tony's house, the bass player, mm-hmm. and she he was so upset because, you know, you're a girl out late at night driving by yourself. Yeah. She was almost 30 years old already at that point. Really? So he was they were like, also in California, and in the n- mid-90s, there was a lot of fucking crime going yeah, on in California. That's true, but she still felt like, I've been fine this whole time, like... Yeah, I can take care of myself. Yeah, but she also is an angsty girl who yeah. nothing's can ha- nothing can happen to me. I'm yeah. tough. I'm angst ridden. I sing ska. Uh, and that's the block of songs that I listened to. So for the most pretty part, much yeah. from here on out, this is new. It to was you? a new album for me. Okay. So nostalgic feelings kind of fall away, except for the tone uh-huh. and you know Gwen's voice. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was, I mean, of course, very familiar with the singles, even though I didn't realize that there ended up being seven singles released off of this album. And these album, uh, the album was milked. Uh, It definitely, they they worked to get their 16 million plus albums sold for this because they were releasing tracks for two and a half years. Good for them, though. I mean, if you got the material. Uh-huh. And I think, I mean, I think they did have the material. It really helped explode. I think there are a lot of good radio-type hits on oh, this Oh, yeah. Well, especially for the time. <clears throat> it just fit, you know? Oh, my God. And I, I think I've already said this before, but when we were younger, like in the 90s, and I mean, you can still see some examples of it now. It's not completely gone, but there seemed to be much more diversity in genres that was considered pop music when we were growing up than what is considered now. And even when our parents were growing up, pop music would have been everything from, you know, funky stuff to even some like country hits. Like it was just, it was very diverse. What do you consider the most, what's the top of the pops now? I would consider country songs in many, many forms of hip hop. (coughs) And I'm including like dance music and EDM with all that. I hope that's like the three genres that I pretty much hear hits on nowadays. Cause or if it's like a slow, like Ed Sheeran sort of jam. Yeah. Which still started, I think, but I think that he even, cause I don't listen to Ed Sheeran, but I think he started more singer songwritery and has become like with that song, I'm in love with the shape of you. He's become that's way cool. more. Modern pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Which falls... Am I going too far to say that like bands like Justin Timberlake or like that Ed Sheeran song? Yeah, bands like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, he's got a band. <laughs> the Tennessee Kids. Um, am I going too far to say that they could fall under a extended branch of hip-hop or R&B? Just with the rhythms... And the way the soulful singing is. Yeah, but I just don't feel like they should because I guess I still long for the days where you could hear 
like a song like Flagpole Sitta <laughs> and a song Harvey and, Danger and stuff like Harvey Dangerfield and <laughs> uh, just all kinds of pop music. Yeah, that was actually just like a guitar and drums and a band. I mean, there was also always still like poppy, dancey stuff, but yeah. there was it, there just seemed to be around this time a much stronger rock feel in the '90s. Whether that was you know starting as like hair to grunge to punk and ska, and yeah. ska had a little blow up time, and then like. With, like, the rock rap, and, I mean, rock seemed to be in and out of a lot of genres throughout mm-hmm. the 90s. I give, Yeah, I would agree with that. I've read recently that <clears throat> while there are still rock hits, mm-hmm. it's, it's become smaller, like, it's the same five big major mega groups that yeah. have all the hits. It's... Instead of, like... It's unfortunate. You know, like, when you, like... The other day, spoiler, since I did say we were doing this recording in November, that's right, we had Thanksgiving, and we were listening to the radio, Yes, and we were all sitting there going, oh, who's this? Who's this? And when it was the 60s and... and It was mostly like later 60s. 60s and stuff? I mean, it was a different band. Uh Every song, and like, rarely did it... Repeat and like a band. Fucking banger after banger after banger from different bands. There were just so many and it was totally different, different styles. And then now I would think it would be like, even if you're listening to rock radio, like say you're listening to WBN for which I don't, but say you are, mm-hmm. it's gonna be mostly Metallica, Five Finger Death Punch, Foo Fighters, Metallica. Some Led Zeppelin and every once in a while, yeah, but yeah. it's the same, same chunk. over and over. Yeah. When we were at Thanksgiving, it was like 50, 40, 50 artists. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what? And never heard of this hours. one. And then we yeah. put the phone out. So I agree totally that it was a, gen- a bigger swath. Yes. I think now, though, with communication, mm-hmm. everybody's exposed to the same stuff all the time. And you want to be in with your groups, even larger groups now that you're connected yeah. to everybody. So you listen to the same fucking shit. When I think when you had radio, you were driving around in your car, you didn't know what Joe Schmo and the car next to you was listening to. You just yeah. listened to what you enjoyed. So you got your own opinion. Now I think you get kind of a brainwash, like, that's what my group likes. I want to be cool like that guy, so this is what I listen to. But since you have so many of like people that can now look at that one thing, it just generalizes itself bigger. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> um, I, I can't even go too much further into this. Because <laughs> we'll just get angry? <laughs> not angry, just it's exhausting. Because it's always going to be that thing. Sure, I guess this shows our age. I'm about to be 33. Or uh, when this comes out, I'm 33. You're 33 um, <laughs> today! I was I was definitely alive 33 years ago. I was just in my mom's cat. Um I've lost track of what I was saying. I stopped and listened to you belch. Sorry. You were talking about you were getting annoyed with the uh, way things are, and you could talk about this, but it's going to... Just how it's showing my age that there does... I mean, you always feel like music of your time and before your time was better, and that things are getting worse. I mean, not everything. I don't hate everything that comes out. I just have a hard time... 
with how everything sounds the same. And so many people, for example, used to use, people would use auto-tune kind of secretly. Like you didn't want someone to know that you were using it. You didn't want it to be obvious when now it's just an effect that people choose to have on their voice where you can hear it. Or people are just really bad. It's both, but I think it's over now. I think it's fallen off a lot. There was like a five-year chunk there where it was... still out there pretty bad. Yeah, it's still bad. I I don't remember who said it, but I read or watched somebody talking about that auto-tune thing. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to make a song to do that sound. And when they were singing, then they put the effect on... It might have been. I didn't want to really give it to credit to him because I don't remember him actually saying it. I think it was, yeah, I think it was the gay fish thing when he did the Kanye West song. <laughs> I think I, uh, And he had to sing he, as bad as possible to get it to do that effect. And for someone like him who is Talented, skilled. Who can sing. It. I mean, and I don't, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily skilled or talented. However, um, I would say I'm skilled to an extent. I would say you're very skilled. I have a hard time trying to purposefully sing off key and off time. uh, I've tried to like clap off time and I can't really do it. It's hard hard because I just feel like I've always been kind of a rhythmic person who maybe has a little bit of natural timing. It like hurts your brain to try and do something like that. It hurts my brain. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's like, (laughs) it could be the simplest thing for some people. And I'm just like, I kind of can't, I don't know how to do it. Cause my body just wants to like, I need to get in a rhythm. I like the, I like the rhythm. The the rhythm. Give me the rhythm. All right. We need to get back onto the album. That was a tangent. Yeah, it was. It was okay. And we're going to get back to happy now. Are you happy now? We're going to get back into this uh, album. <laughs> God damn it. Great segue. It's the sixth single released. This on... was a single too? Yeah. Oh my God. September 23rd, 97. So this was more than two years after the first single. I'm going to go ahead and say that this was not a song to put out as a single. It shouldn't have. I think it could have just stayed on the track, on a track on the album. But... I would almost say, while it's not a, you know, a bad written song, I would almost put it in filler territory. Yeah, it's definitely not one of the stronger songs. It is if you are more into the poppy sound. Very, yeah. Because it's a really, it's a different kind of upbeat. It's almost the more upbeat that they get into later, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because it still is very percussion heavy, and they still have different, like, I mean, this still has a... This a rougher sound. The, yeah, goes to the ska too with that up guitar. And then the little bridge here. The chorus is the worst because yeah. now it's da 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 da. Yeah, this is for the this is for the ladies in the audience to dance. Yeah, the chorus is the worst part of the song by far. I don't remember the song at all, so that's why I take it this is when I. We're okay just skipping if you were to skip to Don't Speak. Yeah, I'm sure I was like, oh, what? Which is really fun to go back and think like, oh, wait, I had the same habits even as that young. Yeah. Like I still had the same tendencies. To either gravitate towards or away from the same things. And then I'm like starting to be able to pinpoint, oh, what what age did that actually begin in me? Mm -hmm. And this came out in 95, right? So On your... 10th birthday was when the first single was released. So, 
There you go. I was 10 years old, right? And Right. 10 years and what right. What if that's when you start really doing that? I don't think that you're... you're I don't think that you are forming your full personality yet, but I think that you're starting to realize what you like, aside from just what your parents have been playing at you. Yeah. And, I mean, you know what you like and don't like when you're younger than that, but you more kind of start to maybe seek things out when you're that age before you start actually purchasing albums and stuff, perhaps. Uh-huh. Other, I remember Seal. I was listening to Seal at this point, I think. I was listening out? to Garth Brooks. Yeah, it would have. Okay. And just the one song. I'm also remembering at this point. I was point, listening to a lot of, more than one song of Garth Brooks. Oh, yeah, you were kissing him. Kissing his poster before I went to bed. Are we going to go see Garth in concert? That would be so expensive. I know. You, you would probably like it, wouldn't you? I shamefully... I'd, I'd be shameless. Shouldn't be say shameful, yeah. It'd be nostalgic for you. He had a song called Shameless. That's oh, why I said Are you that. serious? Yeah. <laughs> God damn, you're good at the segues and little hidden jokes. His voice is terrible right here. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> this was actually where I said that her voice has to be trash to work, but not like this. Because this is her trying to be cute, and it's... Oh, it gross. just gave me shivers, actually. Ugh. And I feel like she does more of that now. Really? But yeah, I, I don't think that that should have been a single, for sure. I can't get it to stop. Oh, Sorry. No. Ah. I pushed it like three times, but I just scratched my armpit, so I think I got deodorant on my finger, so my phone wouldn't recognize my finger. <laughs> <laughs> does not compute. Deodorant does not compute. It's just slipping. It's not making the connection. You got to use antiperspirant if you want it to work. It's both. It's Uh-oh. deodorant and, and antiperspirant. Antiperspirant. So uh, I, I kind of poo-poo that song still yeah. to this day. I think that's I, fair. I see why I checked out. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Because this was one of the songs that I had before I had started listening to them and I looked at the track list. I was like, whoa, maybe I only listened to just half of the album. But then once I actually started listening to it, I realized I definitely listened to all of the songs up through Don't Speak at least. Huh. So these all did come back to me. I think there might be one song later mm-hmm. when I was listening to this at work that uh, did spark that maybe I did maybe I did scan the album and stopped at another one. I can't remember though. Also finding out though that they had seven singles, you could have heard, heard it heard elsewhere. Them. Yeah, that's a very good point. just didn't know it. Did you just think of that just now? Because I thought of it just now too. <laughs> it like, yeah, it like, I did. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Genius. All right, let's go to different people. Different people. Which I think is a much heavier ska sounding song. My first note is ska to the max. And I like it. I like it a lot. I think this has the punk sound in it too, like in the very intro. Yes, and I love the organ sound. It sounds like 311 and Incubus in a small, small way. There's another song later that sounds a lot more like Incubus. This song this, this week has grown on me so hard. And I've been walking around singing this song almost every day. She brings her voice down a little bit, too, in this. But her vibrato is strong in this song. <laughs> oh, that's the best I've done it. I'm going to try it. Yeah, that's not good at all. You should not do that. that sounds like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Only have their parents to blame. 
Yeah, that thing. I don't. I didn't remember it until I listened to the album again, and I was like, "Oh man, listen to that thing go!" <laughs> I love that part. You got the different kind. Right there, I almost always go, You got a case of the pet people. <laughs> That's a throwback to the TLC episode. Please go check it out. <laughs> uh, I love that song and I love this song. Like it's I said, this song, song has grown on me quite a bit this week. I wrote that I bet they enjoyed uh, making this song a lot in the studio. There's a lot of horns. There just seems like yeah. a lot of seems like a lot of time spent on it. Whereas like Happy Now, I bet it was cut real fast. But this seems like this might have been more of a what was his name? Eric? Is that her brother's name? Yeah. This might have been an Eric Stefani influencer. Because I think he was more of the technical guy. I like that head that like boom 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 as it came down. I wonder if they just hired horn people or if they had their own horn people since there's nobody on the cover. It's just the main guys. I think they may have just hired people. Let me go back and... And then further question on that, which you don't have to answer, obviously, is I wonder if they brought guys on the road to play the horn stuff or if they just played along with the track. They hired people. On the road? I mean, to do the album. I know that much. But it looks like it was, I mean, the same people that did all the songs with them. So it's not like they had different people come in for different songs. Yeah. Probably just like a day. Hey, I'm going to lay this down. I wonder if that's why they recorded at different studios or if it was just to literally try out different sounds. I wonder why they moved around to so many studios. Who knows? Maybe it was just they're not free on that day. We got to go over here. Because it was still all around California, but it was all around California. Uh, I was saying to you earlier, off mic, when you were talking about this, I can't believe how cohesive the sound is across the whole album, because, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, you're dragging equipment to different places, I mean, they probably need to do one guitar everywhere, so you're not only going to a different room, who knows if they had the same mic, mm-hmm. who knows your mic placement, I mean, you can take notes, like, you know, three inches from the cone, and you can put, like, tape in places, but yeah. still, it's going to be slightly different. Whoever mixed this album or mastered this did album a did a really good job mm-hmm. of making it sound like all I agree. cohesive. That's a mastering that makes a good guy who's good at mastering is making all the songs sound like one while being different. I definitely never would have known that it was spread over that many recording sessions. No. Over that many years too. More two and a half years is a long time. It's a crazy long time. Dedicate your interest to the same songs over and over again. Yes. I can't. Boggles my mind that you would have that much faith in any song to to deal with it for that long. As a guy who makes songs, mm-hmm. I get sick of them so fast. I don't know if that goes to say something for the maybe the quality of my songs yeah. or maybe my brain, but I get sick of it so fast. I don't know if I could be like, yeah, this took. You know, with that being said, I did spend, spend about seven and a half years playing the same songs with Corpuside and recording those. So mm-hmm. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a revelation. I like that song too. Yeah. I don't know what she's saying at all, but I like the song. And I 
<laughs> it's perfect. The vibrato. It's perfect in that song. It mm-hmm. calls for it. Yeah, that song's really good. Uh, next song is Hey You, which is the seventh and final single released. Hey. Also, didn't need to be released, if you ask me. <laughs> hey You. But this was released, again, the album was released October 10th, 95. This was released... Uh, February 23rd, 1998. That's such a stretch. Wow, 1998? Yeah. That's a long time. And I'm so shocked that they put out a song that, in my opinion, was... I mean, this wasn't strong enough. No. Like, it could have just stayed on the... I mean, I, I doubt that this specific song made more people buy the album. No. People wouldn't have bought it from all of the other six releases that were huge. Or this, some of them that were huge. All this did was that people who loved the album and loved No Doubt bought the single just mm-hmm. to buy the single, just to own it. This is also another really poppy song. Very poppy. I mean, this, very 90s. It's the I think it's the most pop friendly song on the album. Really, it's, it's up there for sure. I mean, just how she comes out of the chorus, it's very. Like that effect on her voice, how it just kind of like fades. It's so pop. It definitely goes way more pop than ska or punk. Because the song is so poppy. You're just like my Ken and Barbie doll. It feels like it feels like this song should have been on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. It could have been. Yeah. It's got that 90s like, I can't think of any band that sounds like, but it's got this... I want to say like Jesus Mary Chain, but I know they do not sound like this. It's just the only name I can think of, and it shouldn't be there. <laughs> I just feel like so many people, if they took the drums down and didn't make the drums as loud, had a better singer on it, I think it could have been a pop hit. It's almost British now. You see Austin Powers dancing back and forth, moving his shoulders. Yeah, baby! I almost more... Imagine Janet Jackson dancing in Africa <laughs> on a song that she did called. Wait, I'm not gonna even can, say because I don't. Can think I, I imagine Janet song. Jackson dancing in Africa? Whatever you need to do to get your fucking rocks off. <laughs> it's a worked. Well, it didn't actually work in the past, but you've tried in the past. <laughs> is it? Is it another ridiculous Sam story time? <laughs> I just walked in and. I was getting ready to go to work at like 5.30 in the morning and there was my Janet Jackson DVD open right by the shower, just set all up. Propped up, right? Oh yeah, it was obvious. There were no questions in my mind. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then I said, I didn't even get off. I just All I saw was Michael Jackson's face. God, I'm such an ass. I'm just saying I would never leave any evidence out for you to see. And I don't think that I, I would super use... super drunk. I wouldn't use your belongings either. But, I mean... Well, I wouldn't have anything that you'd want to look at. I was going to say that as well. Because there's... <laughs> I'm going to go watch Guar. I'm going to look at just dirty men. Just <laughs> nasty, dirty men. And yeah, you don't want to look, look at people that look like me. <laughs> Goodness. All right. So, yeah, I think that that uh, is a big, just them milking the album. Dude, I mean, Releasing I- this was milking the album. 
Yeah. For sure. And I don't even... Not a, not a terrible song, but it's a weak <laughs> release. It, they should yeah. not have put it I don't out. even have an opinion on the song. It's like, I don't hate it. I don't like it. Yeah. I just... I, I, it almost doesn't exist. It just falls by the wayside. For some reason, it exists. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me it's also the seventh single. It could have stopped at six. Yeah, that's, that's easy. Crazy. Um, and then we are going to listen to one more song and take a break. How about that? Right halfway through the album. All right. My thoughts exactly. And we will listen to The Climb. This is not Miley Cyrus. You are welcome. She did a song called The Climb. You look very confused. I was getting ready to say, am I to take that as that's a song? It was a very popular ballad that she did. Interesting. I think it was right before Party in the, the Usa, but I don't know. It was in that time frame. I, uh, that's interesting because I would consider this a ballad as well. So you got Miley Cyrus doing the ballad. You got her doing the ballad. I think that this vibe is weird, but that sound in the background, the that, is a, thing. that is a Fiona Apple sound. But this is before Fiona Apple. That is a Fiona Apple. That's so Fiona Apple, and I adore Fiona Apple. I. Uh, but I think that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. By the way, I look forward to doing a Fiona Apple album. Um, God, me too. Uh, I love that sound. I was gonna say the same thing, but. But read, that's the only real redeeming quality of this song for me. Yeah. I think I have, her voice is really rough. Yeah, I have two redeeming qualities on this song. That one. And did you read the lyrics? I did, but I, not closely. I took the lyrics as, this is their third album. Mm-hmm. I took it as, it's the struggle. Like, we're actually getting somewhere. It's kind of scary how big this is going to potentially get, but I'm not going to stop. Yeah. And as a guy who's making music for as long as I have, who's trying to get somewhere with it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Even though it is getting bigger, yeah, let's not stop. Let's just keep going. But other than that, the song's pretty goddamn weak. Yeah, I just enjoy the message. I don't enjoy the execution. It's a 50s like show ballad. I'm not a fan. I'm not into it. Yeah, it's, it's a real big song, too. It's like the biggest sonically song, I'd say. Yeah, that, which makes it almost feel more obnoxious to me. I... That's a good point. There it is again, that sound. I think it's been going through the whole song. I just didn't realize it until this listen. It just feels like a 50s show tune ballad. It's very dramatic. I can almost... And her voice is garbage, so I just... It just doesn't work on me. She's trying to be like big showgirl voice. You and know? she doesn't have the voice for no. it. Chris, Her tone all, is not good for it. I would say like Christina Aguilera would probably sing this song mm-hmm. and make it sound way better. I still yeah. personally wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. But she would definitely bring a better... She'd oversing the fuck out of it. Yes. But I I mean, Gwen isn't being lazy on this song by no. any means. Ugh. She just doesn't have the She's voice. Kind of weak thing that she does every once in a while too that doesn't call for this song. It's because she doesn't sound like a full grown. She like hasn't grown into her voice yet, even though she has. It just doesn't sound like she has. That's just her voice. Her voice just sounds, and that may have been part of her not using it correctly, but which I prefer. Yeah, there's a lot of artists that 
I know, like in the aggressive music world, mm-hmm. that were doing it wrong for like three albums. My favorite Chris and, Cornell is when he was fucking ruining his voice in the beginning. <laughs> yes, and then they get training, and they learn how to sing correctly, and then that magic yeah. goes away. Like, sure, they're way stronger on stage, they're not ruining their throat anymore, like, good for them, but that magic tone that I loved so much is gone. It's happened a bunch, actually. Happened with James Hetfield. <laughs> you sick of it? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, kind of taking it out. No big deal. Just, we don't really need to listen to it anymore. No, we don't. It's fine. That's what, that's what definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that song. <laughs> that's definitely one of the weaker songs on this album. Not into it. So I think on that uh, shit note, we're going to take a break. Are you going to take a shit? No, I already took my shits. And I, I've taken a shit every day because I've been eating better. Oh, good for you. I, I need to learn how to do that. Yeah, I've been eating tons and tons of vegetables, which I enjoy so much. I rob myself of delicious flavors I'm by so just jealous. doing what is easy and fast. I'm so jealous of your love for vegetables. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to just... I said this to you the other day. I'm going to have to just say fuck it and not enjoy eating at parts. Like, I can still you know, have some good things every once in a while, but... I think it's always important to keep trying things because I thought I'd made up my mind that I didn't like sweet potatoes. And then I opened myself to sweet potatoes twice within the last week and enjoyed them immensely. That's that's great. I like broccoli now. That's a good sign. Broccoli's my favorite. You're welcome. Okay. Well, maybe we'll start trying to feed more vegetables the same. More vegetables? And you try. Because when I, when I do like roast chicken and vegetables, you... We eat, excuse me, most of the vegetables. I try, because I know I'm going to die with the way I eat. Mm-hmm. The way I eat, for people that don't know, is chili, chicken tenders, burgers, fries, pizza. Ketchup, 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 ketchup. Anything with pizza sauce on it. Anything or with that can spaghetti be sauce dipped on in it. Ketchup. Meatball <laughs> subs. Oh, yeah, I'm a hillbilly, too. I dip everything in ketchup. But you don't put ketchup on... Burgers, burgers or, or hot, hot dogs. dogs. No, no condiments on oh any sandwich or anything. I'm a fucking picky, redheaded little bitch. He was a little bitch boy. <laughs> well, I am. I think it's time to take a break and swaddle break you in a blanket and just make sure that you're all comfortable, warm, and tender, you sweet little baby. And we're going to take a break, guys. Thank you. Why are you thanking people? They're still here. I'm thanking you for swaddling me. I think that you are welcome. (laughs) We're going to take a break. You're not doing your job. I didn't know you were doing it. (laughs) This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... My Dad's Nutsack. If it weren't for my daddy's sperm bag, I wouldn't be here to gift myself to you. Father Swimmers reached the egg of my mother's scummy baby maker, and whoop, here I am. Thank me? (laughs) No. Thank my creator's fruitful scrotum, for those balls of auburn created this collection of blood, skin, bones, poop, and emotions. Higher than the Harry's above. Thank you, Dad's Nutsack. This episode is also brought to you by The Concept of Nothingness Have you ever wondered why your soul is caught in a panic state of denial? 
Have you ever yearned for police brutality upon yourself just to have a feeling of physical pain? You're all too familiar with emotional pain. It's boring by now. Well, in order to match those feelings, might I suggest the torturous black dye that only the most depressed used to have their hair match the color of their hearts. Black is how you feel, so come on and make a deal. With Satan, that is. With L'Oreal Black Raven Hair Dye. L'Oreal Black Raven Hair Dye. Guaranteed to make your dad hate you even more. Robot. Thanks for the fake people. Do you hear what I'm saying there? <laughs> yeah, I do. Excuse me. So. I got sneezes in my breezes, and I'm kind of nasally, more nasally than usual. Pardon me. You're, are you more tempted than Squeeze is? I just. The band Squeeze did the song Tempted. Tempted by fruit of a but the truth is discovered What's been going, going on Now well, that you have gone There's no other Tempted by the fruit of another That was good Tempted but the truth is discovered We can do this just on a loop for hours Uh-huh I wrote a toothbrush Some toothpaste <laughs> What? Uh-huh Is this something about toothbrush? And, and toothpaste. toothpaste. <laughs> All right. So Sounds like Michael McDonald. <laughs> it does. Oh, man. When we watched the little making of Peg video oh, from yeah. Steely Dan yeah. on YouTube, uh, I suggest you guys look that up. Uh, I don't think I'm going to post it because it has nothing to do with, no doubt, it would just be kind of confusing. But if you want to yeah, watch no Steely Dan's The Making of Peg, it's like an eight-minute video on YouTube. It's pretty great. It's got Michael McDonald Michael McDonald's action. in it. And it's just a fucking funky song. I keep forgetting not in love anymore. I keep forgetting things will never be the <laughs> same again. I can't oh forget how you made it so clear. Keep forgetting. <laughs> I am obsessed. There's women that get wet over that guy. I am obsessed with the idea of Michael McDonald's voice, but I don't actually get down to Michael McDonald. Yes. You know what's funny is when we were watching that thing about the making of that song, he talks like a normal guy. He's just like, And he looks hey, kind of like my dad. Yeah, he looked a lot like your dad. <laughs> but he's just like, <clears throat> uh, hey, hey, you know, they've called me in to sing a song, and then they like play the part of the song, and it's like, <laughs> But it was really, it was impressive. <clears throat> he was making chords out of his, with his throat. With his vocals. Yeah, he is, he's undoubtedly very talented. I just don't always like the sound that comes out of his mouth. Sometimes it's laughable, sometimes it's just bad. It's just a goofy sound. (laughs) (laughs) So we are in the middle of reviewing Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt, which is a play on words for Disney's Magic Kingdom. I thought you were talking about No Doubt. 
how was a play on words for no trout. No duh. The uh, trout famine of 1993. It was. I mean, pardon. 1990. This water is making me belch more than the Dr. Pepper did. Goddamn water. Oh, oh tiny. Oh, tiny. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I would say it probably makes sense to go ahead and roll ourselves like a big old fatty down a hill into this succulent track that's here for you called 16. Play it, Sam. It's going. Incubus. This is very Incubus right here. And 311. I like it. I put that it's a heavier song with very laid back ska verses. She's yelling here. Yeah. She doesn't uh, do that a lot. No, not at all. Excuse me. Very ska. Oh, with a dolphin smile. What the fuck? That bothers me. Why? I just don't like it. Fuck dolphins. Isn't that mean like gap smile? No, I would think it's just like, aren't they constantly, they constantly just have a smile on their face? I don't know. They just always look happy, but they could, they're also like super deadly. Yeah, they like attack humans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get into a dolphin teeth conversation. But I'd taken it as gap teeth. They're little circular gap motherfuckers. Think you can hear that? Yeah. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, I'm sure. All of those things. One organ. Very laid back verses. One thing that I. God. Okay. Why do so many adult musicians write about being teenagers still? They are long out of high school. They've had worries that have existed outside of high school, but so many artists still write songs. I mean, this is their third album. Have they been talking about being in high school this entire time? <laughs> yes. So They're high school themed I, band. I mean, I have no idea, but I just I think it's weird that a lot of adults hang on to stuff. It's one thing to I mean, in my opinion, I guess. I've been through some shit, but I don't associate it, those specific situations, with being a certain age. Yeah. I just, it's just, this is what happened. I guess. I, I get, I agree with you, but I don't see this song as one of those examples. I feel like she's talking to someone else on this, and speaking as an older person. Yeah. Like, no, you're only 16, you don't, a whole lot gonna change once you get out of high school and stuff that's the way i took it i don't really know that's just the way it read to me but you know who the biggest offender of what you're talking about is jonathan davis because i wrote that down i said grow up jonathan davis (laughs) he is one of them yes but callus pooper yeah Alice Cooper, for those who don't know. He's in his 70s, still talking about being a teenager. Yeah, like he's got songs where he literally says things like, Are you mad I'm playing with my Xbox? Did I offend you? <laughs> so, that's. He's Did the I offend culprit. you? Is the funniest part of that whole thing, though. <laughs> he says something about like watching too much porno, I think, in that song as well, which is really funny to think of Alice Cooper sitting around in front of like a laptop, just like. 
Oh, feed my Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. Callous uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pooper. Callous he gets brought pooper. up a lot. He does. So this song was just getting ready to transition into the next song. Which, is this the part where it sounds like it was supposed to chant? Like, yeah. Like, I, I'm sure live they just played these back to back. If they do, yeah, because this, I mean, just going into Sunday morning, it has the sound brought over from before. Yeah. So, Sunday morning. And it keeps that organ sound. And a bass, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And a bass intro, just like the last song. This is one of the main songs that have carried with me throughout time. Oh, you remember this song? No, this is a song that I've enjoyed. Oh. And has traveled with me. Oh, really? Time. And this song I wrote was actually written directly about Gwen and Tony's relationship. And it's Tony's favorite track on the album, even though she straight up calls him a parasite in the album. And that was called out in an interview. And she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that and giggled. <laughs> and he was right there. So. Well, you know, isn't this... I read the lyrics, and isn't this in this... Wow, I didn't speak English there. Isn't this the song where she's talking about how, like, you're back, I, you're looking like I was, but I, I'm over it, and now you're wanting to come back? Yeah, the whole... It's not going to happen. The whole idea is that he was over her when she was into him, and now that she's finally over him, now he's into her again. She's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for Tony to... Good for both of them to be able to work through it and crazy. still be in a band together. That they did that. That they were able to go through not only getting as big as they were, but they were also going through the breakup still. I mean, you know, like, well, they're not going through it, but there's still the wound. Uh huh. And you know, you're still awkward around each other. And then you're playing and singing songs every night directly about it. Uh huh. Doing interviews with media. I read something about both of them saying, like, yeah, we would. We would have to go and do interviews, and they'd ask about the song, and they'd just reopen the same wound uh-huh. every night. And we just had, you know, something that should have lasted for six months in a normal relationship lasted for two years. Yes. I mean, they tore it on it and released singles for over two years. Here. Oh, yeah. I like the breakdown. Yeah. I have, that drum breakdown was like, cha, 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 cha. this was actually their fifth single that they released. This is a good single. This is a good one to choose for a single. The song is very uh, kind of straightforward in my mind. Yeah, I like it. I've always really liked this song a lot. For me, I think this was one that I might have sort of recognized again. But mm-hmm. It might have been because it, it was a single. <laughs> but I think this is the one where they may have been having. There's a video, and I think they're having like a spaghetti fight. <laughs> I remember there was throwing spaghetti, spaghetti at video. each other. Huh. I know that on my it's basically a new song to me. I was impressed by it. This part's funny to me though. Yeah, it's dumb with her dumb voice. <laughs> As a mirror. So nothing fucking quite as clear. I'm an adult woman, take me seriously. <laughs> you think she was doing that to appeal to teenage boys? Yes and no. I honestly think that her vocal range isn't very strong. So it's just part of her. I think, Repertoire. Yeah. I think that was as far as she could push it before she was straight up straining her, her yeah. voice. Yesterday! She did that. I 
wonder if she lost this quality, but she's got this quality that a lot of punk and ska people had where you do like this. Uh, like even uh, Glenn Danzig kind of has it. You're like, whoa! Where you can do like this round, like, uh, gagging sound almost. Whoa. Yes, that, that, that noise. Uh, and it is kind of like a gagging. Whoa. Yeah, that, a lot of people did whoa. that in this style. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this song. And this song is going to fade into the next song as well. So we just let it roll into the most popular track. I would say arguably the most popular track for the band and the album. I would definitely have to agree. It appealed to... Everyone's mothers. Everyone's mothers, and then, I mean... Still liked it as a kid. I remember still listening to it, not near as much as the other songs, but yeah. You and me, and it's this is the third single, and it's kind of very different from the rest of the album. Yeah, the other ballads aren't quite like this. This is like the most polished song I would say vocally and musically they knew it was going to be I think this ones. was done with I mean, they knew that this was going to be a single for sure when they were recording it in the video they really focused a lot on her being put in front and it being all about Gwen. I don't think that that's what it was about when they wrote it. No. Because in the video, she's like putting her hand over Tony's mouth and stuff at parts. Yeah. Or like later in the video. So, I mean, I think it was also written about the relationship, like a lot of these songs. Yeah, she definitely wrote the song about the relationship. And then I think by the time they actually made the video, it was like, well, this is almost two years old, maybe, potentially. So, yeah. So like... Let's make the video not so much about you two. Let's make it about. I remember when. being that that video coming out and thinking how strange it was that they're pointing out like putting the lead singer in front and like holding back the rest of the guys when they're just as integral. She was also very beautiful in the video, and they really they just focused on like modeling her and the band literally just like waiting on the side uh-huh. and it was you know, like suits and stuff right very factual I think of what the band was going through at the time but I think they tackled it like kind of early maybe to kind of sway it to the side like hey yeah, we we're know, not that band we get it we know what you're saying but we are one whole band this is not just yeah. Gwen and her band fuck yeah. you guys and then you know just a few up albums later Gwen did leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She never really left, though. I think she just made solo music. I don't think... I mean, they're still technically a band, aren't they? Yeah. And I think that they might be getting ready to tour again or something. Interesting. Or have recently. I don't know. I could be wrong. But, yeah, I don't think that they're finished. I think it's always just been left open and ongoing. Yeah. They're one of those bands that can... They know when they tour. Every show is probably sold out. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to, because you're not only getting the No Doubt fans who haven't abandoned it because of Gwen Stefani. You're getting Gwen Stefani fans as well who go to No Doubt just because Gwen Stefani's in it. 
because a lot of guys thought she was hot. And I mean, people weren't used to seeing a front woman who could be like a glamorous woman on the cover of a magazine as well. Like she was very, and I think they kind of dressed her up as being more of like a classic beauty. Yeah, and at the same time, she could be aggressive. And the, my favorite because, part yeah. about her and this was video, her like wearing that yellow tank top and like her sweaty, running around. Yes. Sweaty and jumping I, all over I gotta the stage. I got to go to the bathroom here. <laughs> yeah, no, she was great during this time. I'm, I don't like what she became, but I can say that I definitely enjoyed Gwen Stefani during this time. I didn't always like her voice, yeah. but this was a very good prime time for her. I definitely had a crush on her at this time. Yeah. I think it's fair. And it carried for a while until, like, you know, it, she changed. and She changed a lot. And it wasn't towards my sensibilities anymore, so I was almost, I don't want to say offended, but I almost felt like, what, you're not going to wear ratty tank top anymore and be aggressive? <laughs> you're going to take showers now? <laughs> yeah, fuck that uh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> That whole song is just so different from the rest of the album. The whole tone of everything is different. Yeah, it was crafted to be a pop song for sure. It's got that like symphony sound to it. Uh huh. And this is typically where <coughs> I would drop off the album. Uh, again, I was familiar with it, I think the next two tracks vaguely. Yeah. But probably... this is typically where I stopped listening. Is that because you didn't quite make it to the CD player yet to stop it? <laughs> That's how I got into other songs and albums that I would listen to and wouldn't listen to at all. I'd be like, oh, I know that song kind of because I just wasn't by the CD player yet to stop it. No, and I think think that the magic of... And I've definitely fallen into the uh, habit, I guess you could say, of a lot of people who listen to a lot of songs from albums, but I still do listen to albums. Uh, And at this time, we had... Cassette tapes, CDs were, you know, like a newer, cooler thing. And, you know, because you didn't have to, like, take it out and change it and it couldn't get all uh, fucked up and the tape come out in the tape player. You could select tracks. And you could just select tracks with ease without having to fast forward and guess and fast forward, play, rewind. You could program. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remember that? Specific songs. Specific things. You could repeat. And you could start to pick... Yeah, different songs from different albums if you had, like, a multi-disc changer. Because oh I had a six at one point. Oh, my a God. A six-disc changer, and it was great. Holy moly. And, and it then was... when it wanted to skip to the next song, it'd be like... Uh-huh. And then the song would play. Yeah, but at the time, it was incredible. Yeah, it was. And... I did just listen to albums all the way through a lot. So it wasn't about that. But yeah, I would usually get up and change if, if I was listening to my sister's CD. Because uh-huh. I did listen to her actual CD. I just never bought it. Yeah. But I would listen to her. I realized that I didn't actually listen to albums Music. albums until I was probably 16. Oh my goodness. Like full, full albums. I mean, I bought full albums, but I would just... I would have my select songs. I when I had cassettes, especially when I was younger, uh, yeah, front to back, usually listened to everything. That's, usually knew all of the songs. 
because I only had so much, you know, so I really cherished it and I treated it like it was something special. So I was still within this time frame. Yeah. It wasn't just me not getting up. It was, I did enjoy it through this. And then the next song, which is actually pretty funky, uh, but I said that, so I'm, I'm, I was vaguely familiar with it. So we will go into, Oh my God. Yeah. You can song. do it. When I listen to this at work, on my head, in my headphones, okay. What the fuck? Out loud. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's very it different. Going, I'm like, what's about to happen here? And then it kicked in right here and I yelled out loud. Holy shit, where did this come from? I was like, man, I'm fucking jamming back here. And I started dancing. It's a straight up disco funk song. Uh huh. Straight up. The worst straight part up. about it is Gwen's voice when she comes in and sings. Yeah, but it, I think it fits. It's still got that 70s quality to it. It's straight up disco. Did they become more like this eventually? This is a sneak peek to what they geared towards more dance music. Yeah, but it wasn't. But they went away from the funk sound. Just more dance, like... Yeah. Beat dance, not funk mm-hmm. dance. Correct. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it sounds like, uh, almost... It sounds like a Gloria Stefan song without, without the Miami influence. I think that... See, I think all of her vocals and all the singing stuff sounds like a Spice Girl song, which you wouldn't be familiar with it. No, I get it. I did go see Spice World in theater. So, wow. I would have loved that at the time. Right um, there at the Gibson, just four blocks oh, down. I thought you were pointing at the wall like you were going <laughs> to unveil a Spice World. <laughs> right behind this guitar, Michelle, there's a no, Spice World poster. Right behind the paneling of the wall is just a bunch of Spice World posters. I have Jerry's panties over here. Oh, God. <laughs> they have a British flag on them. <laughs> that was who was the one that was in porn magazines, right? Yeah, she was in Play, Playboy. Yeah. I remember going to my cousin's house, just over there, two blocks over, because their dad had porno mags. And we'd go up in the attic and look at him. He's like, I got the one with the spice girl in it. Wow. <laughs> and I remember being like, Sherry Hallowell, that's her name, yeah. isn't it? Hallowell. Uh, I'm a little perv. I was a little perv. I'm not near like that anymore. Yeah, it's very funky. Very funky. All the vocals are the worst for me. Because it's it's like a Spice Girls song trying to ruin a good disco-y, funky tune. Again, so heavy on the bass. Are Spice Girls songs funky? Um, there are a couple, I think. I'm mostly just familiar with their first song, the first album. I've decided that we are no longer doing the next album I was going to choose. We are now doing Spice Girls. (laughs) Spice Up Your Life, I believe, is the album. Is that what it was called? I think so. That was the second album, which I was familiar with, but less familiar with in the first one. Spice Up Your Life, the one where they look like in their space video or whatever. Colors of the world, spice up your life, every girl and every or boy and every girl, spice up your life, people of the world, spice up your life. Ah, uh, Macarena. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I actually enjoyed this song. I was dancing like the whole time. And then I made a bit out of it because Mel couldn't hear what I was doing and I just like, Do you hear that bass, Mel? And he was just looking at me while I'm dancing. Like, Listen to it, go! <laughs> while you have headphones. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> so yeah, that song, You Can Do you It. You can do it, yeah, you can fade out. Because <laughs> it's only... Just that for like another 30 seconds, probably. Yeah, just the same thing over and over again. Um, but yeah, that song is not something that ever meant anything to me. It didn't ever stand out because it was something I was able to uh, stop during. I think that the song would start and I would be annoyed because the hoo-hoo-hoo annoyed uh-huh. me. Yeah. And it's still um, kind of one of my least favorite parts of not kind of. It's one of my least favorite parts of the song. Do you appreciate the song anymore now, though? I do. I appreciate the music. Yeah. Um, and I mean, her vocals are okay, but I just, I think I just, I, I definitely reach a point because I'm more vocally uh, intrigued by people than I'm getting bored with her voice at this point as well. Oh, yeah. So it's almost... That's a good point. It's, I'm just getting tired. Not really bored, but I'm getting tired. Even though there are... Uh, it's grating on your ear by this point. <laughs> yeah, it's wearing me down. <laughs> yes. Sonically, it's just beating you up. Yeah, because I do feel like I am sometimes affected by sounds making me feel bad. That's a total... It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's an absolutely real thing. Because even when I've been to concerts with you, I've talked about how exhausted... I am afterwards from just the sound and not being used to having so much sound pressure like come at me. Uh-huh. Just beating you. It's literally hitting you. Uh-huh. I mean, you're taking hits. Uh-huh. It's intense. So I mean, I... Usually at concerts, I mean, they jack that shit way up, so mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting hit hard. I feel sensitive to things that I can feel. And, I mean, you can feel earwaves. and I mean, earwaves. <laughs> Sound waves. <laughs> Do you ride those ear waves, bro? I think you can feel them because the whole th- part of hearing is vibration yeah, in I mean, your that's ear. That's what sound is. It's so a, it's a things atmospheric change. need to move for you to be able. So I assume if something's really loud and really intense, it's because your ears are going to be moving intensely. So yeah, yeah the movement will they make do. me sometimes feel uh, nauseous. It's called actual, it's called ear fatigue. Mm-hmm. It fucks you up. It it fucks me up for sure. There's a gun. I remember it was like an army thing that they were working on. It was like a square, but it had like a gun handle behind it. Yeah. And it shot sound waves straight. And it didn't like wave out. You know, sound waves go like in a pie shape when they go out. Yeah. This gun went in you know, like a rectangle shape. And it would, the sounds, it would, it could like fuck you up. And I'm sure it. I saw this video 17, 20 years ago, so I'm sure it's way better now, and they don't want us to know what it is. <laughs> They're probably just like walking by people and going, whoop, 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 and you don't even know it. Your mother was talking about that stuff that's happening overseas where people are oh. experiencing... Like yeah. illness and stuff, and having to come back and leave the country. Yeah, they're going and to a couple like, different places. They're going to like political things, and they're like groups of people are getting sick, and they think it's from like sound waves, these right? Sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that people are getting these like I mean Hitler he mental stuff. He played really low sounds, didn't he, when he was talking to people? I'm not sure. I I don't know if it's true, but I heard that he played really low, low sounds that like you audibly couldn't hear, but you could kind of feel, and it would naturally agitate the crowd. And so then when he'd say something that would like speak to him a little bit more, they were so agitated already from the sounds that they were like, Yeah So I wonder if DT uses those to hype up his <laughs> crowds. All right. DT. <clears throat> DT. Donald Tuck. DT. I'm DT. All right, we're going to move on to World Go Round. World Go Round. This is a super ska sound. Super ska. But I also classify it as a boring California beach song. That makes sense. It's got a very California vibe to me. It is very California. And her voice is pretty atrocious during this song. And I think it's just it's really worn on you by now, like you said earlier, too. I also think that... Uh, Kind of a boring song, so like it's just easier to get agitated at it. And the backing vocals right here. Hate them. <laughs> oh my god. The only thing, the only thing so I really cheesy. enjoyed about this song is this. The horns. I just love horns in any song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not digging this song at all. It's a filler song, in my opinion, on this one. It's a bad filler song. <laughs> I don't even think I've read the lyrics on this. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like it as much as you do. I could tell it physically. This is like a war on you by now. <laughs> no, I really... There's something about the... The way it sounds. It, it feels like if I were a 12-year-old with a tape recorder uh, and making something, I would do something like that. Like It, it seems so... Like irritatingly juvenile to me. It doesn't sound good at all. It really bothers me. I don't know why, but it really, <laughs> really bothers me. I hate it. Does it happen again? I want to hear it again. I didn't really pay attention to it ever. I kind of zoned out on this song. Yeah, it's a, like I, said, I consider it a boring yeah. song. Didn't grab me. Not at all. My attention. Not at all. What the hell was that? I hope you can hear me now. I can hear you. (laughs) Well, malfunction. I should have said something and I didn't. It doesn't matter. When Stefani was still singing. Oh, wait, here I can listen. 
No, maybe it doesn't happen. Oh, shit. I was so bored by it, I don't really have anything to say about it. <laughs> I really kind of don't even remember it. I would forget the song even existed until it played again. Totally filler. No killer. Ben Stiller. Brain Driller. Yeah, that song should not have been on the album. They had enough tracks to not put that on. I mean, it just makes you wonder how bad the songs that didn't make it were. Just make it 13 instead of 14 songs? Yeah. Out of them plenty? Um, I think you could have made it 12. Ooh. I know. That's kind of intense, but I'm here to be someone who drops the fucking hammer down. May I say you're here to be a crid dick. I'm a critic. A crid dick. Crid. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> we are going to listen to end on this, which they certainly do not do, because there's one more track. <laughs> I thought that earlier when I was writing notes. This went right into the boring category with me as well, and I think that the song, the music is lame. Hate that. Sorry, that's her brother. I assume on the keyboards, hate it. It's probably my least favorite part of the song are the keyboards in this. My least favorite part is Gwen's voice on this. Yeah, I don't have anything positive to say about this song, really. I mean, this song. The piano in the background. I like this part with the piano. I hate the lyrics. I'm not even listening to Gwen's voice at all. I'm listening to just the piano. So when you said earlier, I hate the piano, I was like, oh shit, I wrote really enjoy the piano lines. And then I thought like, wait a minute, I think there's something in this that I'm talking about. And it's that. I never noticed the piano at the beginning. It's not bad here because it's building drama. Building tension in the song. Bless you twice, Michelle. Listen to the piano and let it Thank bless you, your soul. I'm not Sam. I'm Pope McGregor. I just consider this a very weak ass motherfucking song. It's a pretty weak song. Is this what is this what you meant when you said uh, they could have made it twelve? Yeah. This <laughs> is so, and I maybe this is a strong stance. Whatever. Mild taco sauce doesn't need to exist because it's basically just like tomato flavor, right? Yeah. This is um, this is a mild sauce packet. This is a waste of time. This contributes nothing. And you at least want a medium. I at least need something that's gonna add some, you know, a little bit of bang. This may this is the bang. With the bass? No, I would say it's the actual little guitar break. Yeah, 
it's a boring song. Even though it sounds like it's trying to be big, it comes off still pretty boring. I, th I think it's because also the keyboard sounds like a keyboard. I am not against the uh, a piano sound, but this just it doesn't have a good keyboard sound. It's not like a strong. They don't sound like real, strong keys. It looks like a real grand piano. It's just so light. It's not strong. I want a strong Elton John sounding fucking <laughs> piano. Piano? Not a thin ass keyboard. I want an organ. An organ like he played earlier in the album. I want someone to pull out someone's pancreas and make music on a pancreas. I tried that once. It didn't make very good tones. It just sounded more like this. See, so yeah, I'm not into that song at all. I don't know. I think it's your favorite song on earth. I think I've said it too many times at this point. <laughs> um, you had to fill in the... Boring time of the boring song. Just be like, no, it's not my thing. No, I'm not into it. Uh -huh. It's yeah. it's hard to make notes about something when it kind of loses your attention. It's it's kind of hard to talk about it when it lost your attention, you know? It doesn't... I mean, I think it's fair that there are things that, like I said, that just fall by the wayside because it's just not enough to get your attention enough to even form a real opinion. Yeah. Uh should have been 12 tracks. Do you think they could have uh, benefited from taking one of the earlier songs and putting it later, too? Um, I think the other songs are good where they are. It almost feels like the last song, Tragic Kingdom, the title track, is so dramatic and big. Yes. That they just felt like nothing else would... It's almost like we ha we have a banger-like... Uh, don't speak, which we make sound better than every other song on the album. Yeah, we produce the shit out of this tight in every way. Sounds different than any other song. We can't just go from that into Tragic Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom has to go at the end. It can't go anywhere else in the yeah. album. Every other song is good where it is because it's it's like a journey that it takes you, and then you're to Don't Speak, don't and then just speak. two bullshit songs. Before just like a big gigantic finale. I don't, I understand that it was maybe, I, I didn't say two, I'm sorry, that was three songs. Yeah, but they could have left You Can Do You Can it. Do It. I think You Can Do It. And then, so yeah, I was incorrect. I'm sorry. So yeah, World Go Round and ended on this. I think, yeah, those just didn't, it's almost like we have to bore you. So by the time we get to Tragic Kingdom, where it's going to be huge. We're going to have to try and, like, earn you back. Yeah, they should have taken those two songs off and then taken Hey You and put it after You Can Do It before Tragic Kingdom. It's my official opinion. Because that way it's a, it is a lighter song, but it's not as bad as those two songs. Yeah, and... Those songs are fucking and, rough. And you Can Do It is such a big song still mm -hmm. that you can't, can't... You shouldn't go from so big to another huge song mm -hmm. like Tragic Kingdom is. And I agree. Which, by the way, we might as well play it. I think that that is a good thing to tragically transition into. Oh, I did it. Ugh. Look at you shine. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. 
I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. There's madness in the house. Here we go. See, it was a tragedy. It's tragic that the tragedy projected. It definitely stops being boring here. It's it's like an evil sounding song. I read that this was written by the brother, Eric Stefani. It was the main songwriter before this album. But stepped way back on this album. It's definitely much more artsy. This song is. Yes, yeah, you can tell it's written by a guy who cares about like intricacies and like technicality. Uh-huh. And I like the bass on this song. He's doing those walking runs. <laughs> That's just an evil sounding riff. Incubus sounding almost. It's groovy. But it's dark at the same time. It's got those neat little Castaneda sounds in it. Dale Castaneda. Dan. Dale. Dan Castaneda. Dan Castaneda. I do like that there's a line where she says, decoyed by old cheese. Yeah. I liked that line. Decoyed by old cheese? Yeah, like someone was coming in and they were like walking into a castle. And they were. said decaying old cheese. I thought, well, maybe one of us was looking at incorrect information. Maybe. I took it as that since it's about. Since it's a play on words of the Magic Kingdom for Disneyland. So it's like there's rotten cheese in there Mickey, mouse. Mickey nor Minnie would let cheese go bad. That's what they want you to think on the exterior. Yeah, very technical song. And he gets to play with rhythms that you don't hear too often in this album. You know, you don't. It's not yeah. straightforward. I don't know his last name, but I know his first name is Adrian. And he, uh... Adrian Naked Guy. Adrian Naked Guy. I... Yeah, I think he's a decent drummer. Yeah, he's hits him hard. I can tell he hits drums hard. And he's interested in playing with different tones. And they fucking, uh... Really pump his sound. Yeah. And the bass player. Is, isn't Tony the bass player? Yes. I don't know the other guy's name I don't name know at the guitar all. player's name at all. I got to do some tapping earlier, too. It's evil in the show. It's very evil. And almost entrancing. tell he hits the drums can't tell now but he hits the drums real hard there's like three types of drummers light hitters medium technical hitters and these guys who just nail them Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers will nail them sometimes too there's a mostly my favorite drummers are guys who just beat the shit out of them Mm -hmm. I'd almost rather you have a 
an aggression and a feeling to it than being a like, technical. I'm, obviously, oh, yeah. I don't want you fucking up and not being able to play the drums, but. But I love to watch like Dave Grohl play drums. Yes. Because he just fucking wails. Yes. It's exactly. The kind of that's the perfect example. Yeah. Of the drummer that. Looks like he's having a blast doing it. He just he looks like a boy just beating on drums, and here it starts speeding up. Yeah, I like that. So you know, I also beat the fuck out of the drums. <laughs> That's probably why I like that. I keep looking at this picture of Chop Top with his bloody fingers, even though he doesn't actually have bloody fingers. It's just the way that the picture looks. And he's digging at his metal plate in his head with his coat hanger and just staring at it in the face while this song is speeding up and getting creepier. Just staring at Chop Top. I have to take a picture of it so people can see what you're talking about. Chop Top, Chop Top, Chop Top, Chop Top, Chop Dog will hunt. Dog will hunt. Oh, metal face, you... <laughs> metal face, damn it. You ended my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> I called him metal face. That was a good impression, by the way, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Get her leather face. So, that is the end of Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. I definitely didn't remember most of that album. Yeah, I definitely don't really have any real memories of the title track at all. Which is crazy that that's the title track. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's not, you know, not even a song title, but something could have been something completely different. It's interesting, and I I don't know how many other bands have done this, but I do know that The Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters, for example... The hardest song on the entire album was the title track. Also, the very last track on the album. Interesting. So I wonder how many bands did that and why. I'm going to go ahead and say about 92. And why? Because they fucking wanted to. Is that a good answer? Sure. Cool. I think that this album was definitely... uh, I, I would categorize it as easy listening ska pop. Is that what they classify it as, or you? No, me. I think it does. It, it does get funky. That's a good word. But for they it. called it ska punk. No, I wouldn't say punk. I mean, maybe I think at the time, um, with what was just in the everyone's main little atmosphere, like the radio atmosphere. Yeah, it was easily considered punk. Uh, yeah, now, I mean, your radio atmosphere is like, is Green Day doing their thing uh, by now? Yeah, because I think Dookie came out in 1994. Oh my god, 94, it's gonna haunt. It's it's gonna not, haunt why us. is it haunting? That's a, that's a great fucking I, year for music. I, I know. We both it's listened to the shit out of that album. It tells our age, Dookie. it tells our, when we're suggestible. Not always though, because we've listened to Guar and Tiny Tim. That's true. And those aren't just everyday listens for most everyday people. Everyday people, yeah, yeah. So, I chose this for you because I knew that it was something that we both had listened to. Again, I had assumed, much like you 
had as well that you were going to be a little more well-versed in this, <laughs> but you weren't, and that's fine. No, which um, is kind of nice, really. Yeah. You know, I get to... And so. then I ended up not being as well-versed in it as I thought I uh-huh. was, so... You get a double feeling then, because you still get the nostalgia, and then you still get the, oh, something... Mm-hmm. You get to tread new territory. It's not just, you know, most of the time when you, as yourself, choose an album, you're well-versed in it. Uh-huh. So you're just... Yeah, I usually am, and like I said, that there are... There's a song or two that followed me over time, but, and I, you know, know the radio hits, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily, I guess I just thought that I knew it better than I did, so. But it didn't. So I chose it kind of thinking that we were going to be, which I, I feel like it turned out being great yeah. because we both thought that we knew it better than we did. So, I mean, this is kind of yeah. the idea of this. Um, I think I told you about two days ago that this was a great it was a good fucking choice mm-hmm. to well, do thanks. a podcast on. And I didn't necessarily think when I gave this to you that that was going to be your perception. Is that you would... I, I knew that it was something that you have more of a familiarity with because it's been brought up in the past. Because I was going to do a different album. And then I was like, yeah, but no doubt he's... He actually knows this. Like, he's going to be familiar. It's going to be easier for him. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, what did you think before actually listening to it again? Did you think it was going to be easy? Uh, Yeah, because I knew it had ska and uh, those kind of influences. And Even though you weren't worried, I guess, that there's a female singer? No, because I... I mean, I do have a problem technically with her voice. Yeah. You're more I familiar with it. it. I'm more familiar with it. I, I forgive it. I also had a crush on her, so mm-hmm. I just put it to the side. I guess. Yeah. But technically, it's fucking awful. Oh yeah, it's not good. And like, it's grating it, and it, I think it exhausts you in this album. Uh huh. I literally think her voice, all the, it exhausts you eventually. It's exhausting. But they also the way they set it up. It's like when you're ready to be exhausted, for whatever reason, they throw shit songs at you to, to like, lose you. Yeah, which have, yeah. I think, I, that's why I feel bad about the last track on the album, because I think a lot of people could have stopped without ever hearing I'd actually that. like That's why to I know, didn't really know that song. I'd like to know how many people stopped at Don't Speak. <laughs> I bet it's a, a fucking lot. I bet it's a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know that I ever got as far to Tragic Kingdom, because this was an entire new song to me as far as I was concerned. How many times did you listen to it? Uh, probably five or six. I did not meet my seven requirement, but I did not think I needed it for this album. Mm-hmm. I kind of had a grasp for it by the second time I listened to it, so by the third time, <clears throat> I was already analyzing it, whereas yeah. on previous stuff, like Tiny Tim, mm-hmm. I took about three listens to it before I was... Not, I don't want to say accustomed to it, but before I wasn't listening to it as a novelty, mm-hmm. where I actually had to put the the critic ears on. I thought you were going to be listening to this more as a novelty from the beginning as well, just because you're so far removed from this kind of music. I I did at first, but I'm telling you, when those horns kicked in for that first song, my fucking chest like went. Oh, I was yeah. like, because it's really good. It's got that with mm-hmm. the drums, which I fucking love. The drums sound like I said earlier on it, so I got that. And then I love the horn sound. It's my favorite fucking thing about this whole album is the horn sounds. Mm-hmm. And I knew this song, so it took me back. 
It was just all hit me. Yeah. And I did not expect it to hit me like that. I was literally getting ready to take like a radiator out of a car and I hit play and it's like, like, oh, this is going to be funny. And I was like, woo. Did not expect that. But it's been a long time since you've heard that song because you don't listen to that kind of music on your own. You don't Mm. seek it out. No, no. Um, I listened to it, I have to say it was about five or six times as well. Hey, we had a match. A little more than usual. Um, what was your least favorite song? Oh, shit. I'm probably going to have to say the least favorite that actually kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Is The Climb. Ah. So The other ones were boring and stuff and yeah. lost interest, but that one actually kind of annoyed me. See, okay, so the the climb was definitely my least favorite. I have not enjoyed it this entire time. It's been hard to listen to. So we have a match? Um, well, but then World Go Round um, makes me feel, like, physically bad. I think the thing about the climb that is a little bit redeemable is the Fiona Apple-esque sound that happens during oh, it. Oh, yeah, it does I, have that in it. Because if, I mean, I have to, I put them both as my least, and I have to pick one that's worse, and I have to kind of compare because it's hard uh, to put them side by side. And I think that there, is, there's, there are no redeeming qualities in World Go Round. So you got to go with World Go Around. It's World Go Around. So we do not have a match. So it, it changed. I almost wanted to change with you, but then I thought of how her voice is in that song and how it, I don't like that whole 50s sound to it. Yeah. I'm sticking with mine. Well, what do you think was Interesting there. your favorite it song? Is a weak-ass fucking song that you chose. <laughs> it's a really fucking weak-ass song. World Go Around? Yeah. Oh, it's horrid. <laughs> so my favorite song... Do you need a minute? or Because I can tell you mine. Yeah, what's yours? Mine has always been Sunday morning. Sunday morning. It's right before Don't Speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just, it's always been my favorite. I was wondering if it would change from listening to this again. And um, I thought that it might change to different people because I've been into that song so much. I can't get it out of my head. I'm walking around the house. Singing it, we got the different kind. <laughs> it's got a groove that's <clears throat> kind of in your style, though. Ah. Well, at least that vocal, <laughs> that vocal line, though. That's almost a R and B rhythm sound to it. Yeah, I I love it, love it, love it. But it's just always going to be Sunday morning. Isn't that the song that I think that he's getting, she's getting ready to say? The case of the fake people. I think so. So that that's the that's why I get that R and B sound mm-hmm. to that song. That's, that's I enjoyed that song. Yeah. Okay, I do know my favorite, and okay. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I can't believe it's my favorite. Oh, really? It was. I was almost <laughs> gonna say sixteen because of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say this song got stuck in my head the most. It played over and over in my head. And I think it might be the most aggressive song on the whole album. Excuse me, mister. I love Excuse Me, Mister. <laughs> I think that's going to have to be my favorite song. Going I... into this, Excuse Me, Mister was my second favorite song. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it moved into third favorite. And you know what's cool about this album? is I'm not just saying like this is my favorite of these things. I, don't, I actually like Excuse Me, Mister. Uh-huh. I actually like Spiderwebs. I like Just a Girl still. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I like 16. I know the content's weird, but I like that no, song. It's still a good song. There's songs on here I actually like. It's mm-hmm. not just a, is this okay? I got to rate these. Like, like Neil Young's, mm-hmm. the Neil Young episode. I just kind of had to rate those. Mm-hmm. That's this, how I actually it, enjoyed yeah. songs. Yeah. So it was exciting. So I think that it was, it's just more reachable content. Yes. Than maybe like a Guar or a Tiny <laughs> Tim, yeah, for example. I agree. So it was a huge hit. The album was very big, uh, and they milked it to make sure that that was the case. But I think that the, the, a lot of the songs were fucking solid. Most of the songs yeah. were solid, well written songs. I agree, and I like the percussive focus on a lot of it as well, and just the actual bass guitar sound b- being able to be heard above a lot of other instruments, which I think is kind of rare. It's, I mean, you hear it in like Primus, but it's slap bass and it's purposefully the front. Yeah, and less. That's why you're listening to it is for less. Uh-huh. I mean, I love the other guys; they're all but, fucking fantastic. But and a slap bass sound, a slap bass sound is going to get your attention more because it's oh, yeah. a much more. It's just a different sound. But to just have the plain, just the bass sound. What is usually the what I would consider the backbone? Because you can tell when it's not oh, there. Yeah, obviously, yeah. It's, it's everything, drums and bass, they're everything. Yeah. So when to just have that pulled out to the front, I just think it's so different and nice. And that's a, yeah, it's nice. And that's a staple in this type of music too. Mm-hmm. All those bands that were like that, all of their bass players were fucking solid. Yeah. They're all like, know their scales uh-huh. and they can just groove and they all had great bass tone. Which is good because, I mean, the next question is how did I originally feel about this? I definitely didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. I always liked it, but I was able to skip over songs a lot easier than I can now. And because then my favorite songs were the radio hits. Yes. Now my favorite songs are not the radio hits. Yes. I enjoy the radio hits quite a lot. I still think they're great songs, but I mean, not my favorite songs. I agree. Um, I'm the same way. I did not give this album near the credit. Uh-huh. As I did until I mean, I literally haven't listened to this since it came out. Mhm. So And that god, I Going from 10 to 11 years old to 33, it's quite a jump. And so. I'm I'm truly not trying to go down on myself right now, but that's one of the things that I really like about the podcast is that it, it makes us listen to things and really make an actual adult decision on something. Yeah. It's and, taking the asshole out of my critiques of things. I've mm-hmm. noticed in daily things. Somebody actually asked me to review a song the other day. On the Facebook. On the Facebook? And my initial old Sam reaction, because I knew the band and I don't like the band in general, Mm -hmm. was to say fuck it and just tell them it sucked and not even listen to it. But now my brain is different. I listened to the whole thing and I wrote what was good about it. I wrote what I didn't enjoy about it. Mm -hmm. So it's weird to be like this now, but it's it's healthy, I think. It's training (laughs) ourselves to be less assholes and be more open. Because we can be... I can be an asshole. I can definitely be. I mean, I feel like some of 
the biggest qualities that I got from my mother are some of the worst qualities that I have, which is being overly critical and super judgmental and just judging books by their cover and writing things off and never just thinking again about them. So fuck you, mom. This whole <laughs> podcast is in spite of you. Just kidding. Yeah. But really, I mean, I feel like that is one of the biggest problems that I've always had is just kind of not always being fair and open enough. Yeah. It's taking that veil off, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. It's uh, a very good thing. Yeah. So I, I feel lighter in general in life now. I'm mm-hmm. not such a like a like a hateful person. I can't <laughs> believe how much I was walking around at points in my life just like, look what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and really, honestly, the worst part is just realizing how you absolutely had no right to be like that because you just didn't know what you were talking about yeah. most of the time. And now my opinions are different. <laughs> um, I would recommend this. After listening to it, I think it has much more to offer than I ever thought that it did Yeah. as an adult. Uh, sometimes you just have to give things a listen again. And I mean, yeah, some of it's poppy and that's fine. I'm not anti that. Whatever. Um, I would totally recommend it. Would you ever choose to listen to this again, Sam? I will probably add a few songs onto that little playlist I've been working on. I will not listen to the album again, I'm sure. Yeah, that's but, fair. Uh, I forgot how much I liked some things. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's so, great. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yay! We got through it. We got through it. So, uh, Sam, uh, what... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> We've been watching this hip hop evolution thing and On now Netflix. I got the hip hop in me. I've been watching it. Sam just comes in and out. I'm I've been really into I it. I do, but when I'm in there, I really enjoy it. Yeah. That's another thing that's also dropping the veil of is appreciating the hip hop a little bit more. Letting that in. God. Although I still detest a lot. I also am, I mean, there's a lot that I'm not open to. I'm open to way more than you are, though. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think there might be a Jay-Z album review in the future. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. Whatever. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So what I'm here And to definitely do. a tribe called Quest is coming maybe, up. Maybe oh, I'll, I love them so much. Maybe I'll finally be cool. Maybe I'll finally be hip. <laughs> I mean, I I think naturally we kind of expose each other to things if we enjoy them or are really into them anyway. Like I, you've heard lots yeah. of a tribe called Quest oh, around yeah. me. Yeah. So, you know, it'll happen. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I do listen to some rap albums. <sighs> straight you, out of Compton. You still do, or you just have every once in a while. Straight out of Compton. There's that Dub C and the Mad Circle album I listen to every once in a while. With Coolio in it. <laughs> I think that this is broken, by the way, or something. I let you use it, and it's not working anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, what? what's next? Oh, we're doing an album by a band called Operation Ivy. The album is also called Operation Ivy. I've never heard of this before, so interesting. It's like a punk sort of ska band, so it's weird that we'll be doing that. Okay. Bam, bam, bam. All right. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Please, I got to say this because it helps us out. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes. iTunes is the big one, but it helps us greatly be seen. But definitely. We'd love to be heard more. 
by more people. Follow us on our Facebook page, Couple of Critics Podcast. We are Couple of Critics Podcast on Instagram as well. Please, if you like this, spread the word. Tell Help us out a little bit. We would appreciate it. Say we're dummies, and it's fun to listen to us. We are dummies, but... I mean, it's fun. You're either into it or you're not, because we're all dummies. I mean, you're you're a fucking dummy too. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, we're yeah. all, you are dumb. You're we dumb. are dumb. We're all fucking dumb. If you proclaim that you're not dumb, dumb at all, then you're just an asshole. So, <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. We love you. I'm a dumb asshole. You are. It's okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you listening to us and stuff. Go listen to No Doubt, motherfuckers. And listen to our other shows. And listen to your mom. Listen to Mr. T. Listen to to your daddy. Listen to your heart. No. Goodbye. (laughs) 